wonder why sometimes some people are really easy to lead and others seem to be a bit more challenging. You try the same techniques with both people, but somehow it doesn't work out. Well, the answer may actually be in something known as your leadership interaction step. In this next few minutes, I am going to share with you the four leadership interaction styles and how you can learn to discover which one is your strength and how you can adapt and flex so that you can show up the best to lead your team. Imagine what it would feel like to work with a team of people who communicate and collaborate in a way that achieves winning results. Your team shows up excited and motivated to help you grow and succeed in business. Welcome to the Leadership Culture Club podcast, where we dive deep into leadership, business culture, and creating high-performing teams. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a first-time manager, or a seasoned executive, this show is tailored to help you build a thriving leadership culture that drives success in your organization. I'm Nancy Michelli, a seasoned engineering leader with over 25 years of experience. I am excited to share my passion for transforming organizations into high-performing teams. We're going to draw from my diverse background, such as a certified sommelier, having worked in one of Canada's top restaurants, an executive coach, a hypnotist, a ballroom dance lover, and I will bring the fizz to the table, infuse it with energy and passion in your leadership journey. So let's get started today with discussing leadership, communication, and interaction steps. So as I said at the beginning, there are actually four leadership interaction styles that are commonly used. And we hear of these terms in four different ways. And so one that we hear of often is autocratic style, right? That style where we are very direct and commanding in the leadership. I personally call this the decisive commander. The next style that is very common in the corporate world, especially, is called the democratic leadership style. And this communication style is where we're actually getting different people's opinions and ideas and making a decision to move forward. The next one that is less but becoming more and more in the corporate world is what we call the benevolent leadership style. And that benevolent style is checking in on the well-being of our employees, making sure that people's feelings are heard and that we have an emotional connection and feeling of belonging within the corporation. And then the final one is actually called the laissez-faire style. And the laissez-faire style is really more free-formed, more exciting, more creative, and it allows people to play sometimes more as an individual than as a team. So in the next few minutes, I'm going to take you through these four styles. One of the things that I want you to think about as we go through this process is I want you to think of two things. The first thing I want you to consider is what style resonates most with you? Which do you like? Yep, that style is the one I use most often. Now, here's the deal. Great leaders have the ability to adapt in all of the styles. And so what I want you to think of next then is as you think about different situations in your day, in the week, in 
how you have to lead and manage your organization, what and when would you use these different styles for? Because they do have really important perspectives and you do need to utilize them all. So let's dive in to style number one. Style number one is the autocratic communication style as historically. And like I said at the start, I like to call this the decisive commander. So when someone has a autocratic leadership style, often you'll hear it in very command, right? Like the reason I call it the decisive commander is its language such as complete the report by five and present it to me. Or it could be used in an event of an emergency. And something like, go get those people out of the house right now. As you'll notice, as I use this style, right, it's not aggressive. It is not, the autocratic style is actually, when done correctly and used effectively, is just a very direct form of using it. So let's think about some cases when you would utilize this style. So one I actually mentioned was, right, there's an emergency, get those people out of the house. If I had a firefighter and my house was on fire, I would want the person in charge being very direct, telling the team what to do, not asking them for their opinions, not asking for their feelings, but like really direct and directing in that emergency situation. So it's a great time to think about this autocratic leadership step. Another space that we use this autocratic leadership style in is when we are in an urgent requirement to make a decision. And often the leader, events may have happened, but the leader needs to make a decision quickly. And so they will utilize that autocratic leadership style to state what the decision is and move the team forward. The next area in this is actually providing directions. So if I asked you how you get from point A to point B, or from my house to, say, Shoppers Drug Mart or the grocery store, right, I would say you leave my house, turn left, turn right, go through three stop signs, and um, don't drive through the stop signs, but three stop signs, and it will be at your first traffic light. As you can see, right, I'm giving very direct orders. There's no wishy-washiness. There's no asking of questions. It's just very direct. And another place that you use this really commonly is in the space of writing procedures. Often procedures are written with the verb first, right? Turn a valve, open the door, click this spot in the computer, right? Very direct communication step. So. Now that you've heard of that and thought of those autocratic leadership styles, I want you to think about where in your workplace, where are you using that decisive commander behavior and language? And do you have somebody on your team who has a preference for this language? So if you have somebody who is often very introverted, who is very um, reflective, using this decisive commander or autocratic method of communicating actually will move them into direction. And surprisingly enough, they will prefer it. The key to doing this really well is actually maintaining your body language, maintaining your control, 
being really direct and neutral in tone. And if you do that well, you can succeed in the autocratic form. Now let's move into the democratic form, right? The democratic form, I actually call the collaborative visionary. And so the collaborative visionary actually is this idea of pulling ideas, pulling people together to make decisions together, right? To create new ideas and thoughts. And so this really fosters a team environment in your organization. And it's what we use right in North America to vote, right? We have a democratic opportunity to vote on something. Now, one of the things to recognize is just because we have a democratic approach doesn't mean that we all have to agree. And it doesn't mean that we're going to wait until everybody's in alignment before we move forward. It's really an approach about asking for opinions, asking for feedback, and then using the collective knowledge, the collective skill within your group to make a decision to move forward. And some people will be 100% on board with that. And unfortunately, some people will not. But being invited to the process, being invited to the table where you can sit down and have those conversations really helps people feel like they are part of the team, helps them be engaged, helps them be encouraged. And so questions and the way we often communicate in the collaborative visionary or this democratic form is we typically use it by asking questions, right? And questions will start with what, where, when, why, how, right? So that people can give their ideas. We also use language of lots of thought patterns and ideas and giving pieces of information or giving opinions. All of these are really common in the process of getting to your leadership profile, to figuring out what is the democratic agreed method that you all want to go on as a team. So I want you to consider when in your organization, what are the meetings that you use more of a collaborative style, right? What techniques are you using to actually gather the ideas and information? And if you're finding that your organization is very siloed, this is a great way to be like, how can I bring different people from different teams together to be able to collaborate on ideas and suggestions so that we get the bigger wisdom of the organization. Now, I'm going to do a little time out for you of the Leadership Culture Club, and I want you to pause this video, or if you are learning, listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere you're listening to your podcast, pause this because we're going to take a Leadership Culture Club timeout break, and I invite you to actually take the Leadership Interaction Quiz. And in this quiz, you will actually discover which of these four are your preference and so that you can show up and lead from a place of authenticity, a place of openness and collaboration, a place that interacts really well with your organization. So pause this video, click in the show notes below and complete the leadership communication quiz. It takes 90 seconds. You'll have your results just like that. And then I'm going to send to you a document that aligns with this. That's a resource guide so that you have it 
of different ideas and ways to utilize these techniques in your team. Okay, back to the next two personality types. So the next personality type that I mentioned at the start is this concept of a caring facilitator or what's more commonly known as the benevolent leadership style. And so the benevolent leadership style is all about the well-being and the emotional connection of your team. And so people who lead really well with this, um, often more women, but men do this really well as well, is this nurturing type way of connecting. So when you sit down to have meetings, right, you ask questions in a way that makes sure not just the logical ideas are heard, but people's feelings are connected. We get to know emotionally, is somebody invested in that idea? What is their underlying emotion around it? Like, is there resistance and you can feel it in the body language, their facial expressions within the organization. And so when we use benevolent language, we're really trying to create belonging and culture in the organization. As well, we want to connect to people as people, not just as thoughts and ideas, not just as robots doing data entry, right? But people as people and create this culture of kindness, of emotional resonance. And so often when you run meetings that use a more benevolent style is the leader may ask questions about how are people doing? How are they feeling? One of the best techniques I've heard of this is how are you showing up today? And at the end of the meeting, how are you leaving? And so really it's this sense of caring for people. Now, I will kind of give a little bit of a warning or caveat with this. Sometimes people can find this too personal and they don't like to connect. And as leaders, it's important to realize that some people prefer to leave their personal lives at home. Some people are like, I come to work and I'm really focused on the logic, the work that we're doing, but this sense of emotional connection, knowing about our personal lives, can some feel intrusive to people. So be aware that if somebody's resistant, it is okay. What I'm curious for you to do is actually find the people in your organization who really value this heart-centered culture, who really connect emotionally to others and bring people together in harmony and respect. Okay, now let's dive into the last personality type. And this is the laissez-faire style, right? It's more creative. It is more fun. It is really kind of an independent style. And so as a leader, when you utilize the laissez-faire style, you are giving people more autonomy. You have a bigger trust in your team that they're just going to go off and do it their own way. They're going to put these thoughts together, these ideas together, and they are going to share ways that they can do things creatively. And there's about at least 20% of your staff who actually prefer this method but also one thing to consider is this method works really well with some of your senior, more experienced people where you want to give them the rope, right? Where they can go do because, you know, they have that knowledge. They don't need their hands held and 
they are able to execute things really, really well. So if you want to increase creativity, if you want to increase trust in your organization, implementing a laissez-faire style, or as I call it, the empowerment enabler, right? You're empowering people to step out and do it. Then this style is really fluid. And so I will give a little warning on this style. If you've got somebody really brand new in your organization, you may actually want to start with the autocratic style, move into the democratic style, and balance that with benevolent before moving into the laissez-faire style. And here's the deal. If somebody's new, if they are really young in their career, they are still trying to figure out what it is that they're supposed to be doing. They may not be as confident in their abilities. So doing a little bit of autocratic at the start, right, instead of the laissez-faire, gives them this chance to build their strengths. So be aware that also the laissez-faire style can sometimes create the silos in your corporation that you don't want. However, when you use it in the right way, when you use it with people who get that opportunity to feel empowered, to feel engaged, to have fun in the work that they do, you start to bring this really cool harmony, curiosity, creativity into your team. And so I encourage you to figure out who in your organization likes to have a little bit of independence, likes to have that opportunity to go try new things, to be creative, who brings fun and laughter into your organization, who needs some time to hang out by the water cooler and just chit chat so that they can get ideas going and flowing in their mind. So this style is really important as well to include in a corporation. Now, I want to end this topic with what I call adaptable communication. An adaptable leadership style and adaptable communication is actually when you start to think about these four styles. And instead of staying rigid as a leader in one of those styles, you actually flex and move depending on the event and depending on the person that you're with. And when you do that, when you start to recognize how others on your team want to be motivated, want to be engaged, maybe they do want very direct communication. Maybe they want to have a little fun in the day. Maybe they just want to feel connected and valued as a person and a human. Or maybe they really want to be able to put their ideas, their opinions out so that you can move forward in a decision. As a leader, your expertise in managing them, in engaging them, is actually flowing from one to the other, depending on the time and the situation. So let's go back to how can you discover what your leadership style is? And like I said, click the notes in the show notes and download the quiz. Actually, you don't download the quiz. You click and enter the quiz into the system and then it's going to pop up a result for you. It's only 10 questions. They're all multiple choice, quick and easy. But it's going to tell you which is the one that your responses naturally show as your primary method. And then 
you're going to receive this email from me with a resource guide. And it's going to take you through all of the different personality types and share with you ideas and have a worksheet that you can think about when and who do I utilize this within my organization team. Trust me, this will be of huge value to your success as a leader, to being able to motivate and engage your people when they know that you have chosen to connect with them the way they want to be treated. My name is Nancy Michelli, and I am the collaboration and communication coach. And I would love for you to follow me wherever you are interested. So whether that be on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, send me a message. I would love to hear you and see what your ideas are around leadership. Cheers and have a great day.